You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question is from Holly. Holly wrote, if one is an apostate, using the textbook definition of that, which you're going to need to share, Michael Easley, can that person still get saved? I have been told by someone very educated in apologetics that there is no return from that. First of all, it's very hard to define apostasy as a standalone word. If you look in a dictionary online, it'll say something about you recanted what you once believed. We typically think of a generic, well, they don't believe anything anymore. They're apostates. But there's still that intimation that they once believed and then walked away. Let me read a couple of verses to kind of frame this up. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, for by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works that no one can boast. And then he continues that we have works prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ralph Weitz, my close friend, says, we always overlook Ephesians 2.10. So if we take 8, 9, and 10 together, a couple of observations here. It's a gift. Yep. It's not a result of works. Yep. And the reason I camp on this to begin with is I did not do something to gain salvation. Right. So in apostasy, if I do something to lose salvation... It's, it's an either-or it. question. Either I didn't believe it in the beginning or yeah. I'm confused in the way I'm living and yeah. I don't believe something I once believed. And we've talked about this before on other questions, how a person is truly saved yeah. if they walk away from the faith. Well, right. you don't. Right. I can't judge their heart any more than you can judge mine. We say, well, you'll know them by their fruits. Well, that passage is referring to teaching, I think, more so than a growing Christian life. But a growing Christian should have some type of maturing. Oh, look, he or she's less anxious. They're more patient with people. They're kinder. Their marriage is doing better. Those are helpful, great things to see. Does that prove a person saved? Not so much, right? So Galatians 3, verse 2, the only thing I want to learn from you is, did you receive the Spirit by doing the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Again, point being, I can't do something to embrace this on my own. I remember hearing a current senator say that they studied all the world religions and came to the conclusion that this particular one, not Christianity, was their religion. I thought, what hubris. Mm. A, they didn't study all the religions of the world. Right. And B, to say that you figured it out. Right. Now, if he or she would have said, I looked at the claims of Christ and I believe in them, that'd be great. But that's not what that person said. A couple other verses here, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, the arrival of the lawless one will be of Satan's working with all kinds of miracles and false signs and wonders, and with every kind of evil deception directed against those who are perishing because they found no place in their hearts for the truth so as to be saved. What's he saying? They're not saved. Consequently, God sends them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false. That's another hard verse to choke down. Mm -hmm. So that would be what we might think of as an apostate, a person who doesn't believe, who's teaching against something. By the way, we talk about Bible.org. Yeah. When you have a really hard Ask Dr. E question, just go to Bible.org instead. (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, Bob Deffenbaugh, D-E-F-F-I-N-B-A-U-G-H. Bob Deffenbaugh is brilliant. And he's got some stuff on Bible.org that I printed out, and I'm going to read some of what he says. God blinds the eyes of those who've rejected him so they cannot see the gospel. 
and believe and be saved. You do see the gospel and you desire to be a child of God through faith. So that would indicate you have not committed an unpardonable, or in this case, an apostate sin. And then he goes on to say, I don't see you're different from Peter who denied the Lord, but later returned. So you have a guy who three times denies and adds a couple of curse words on top of it to the servant girl that he doesn't know Jesus Christ. And that's an interesting passage because he prophesies before that you'll deny me three times, even before the rooster crows. And then, of course, you know, Peter comes to that realization. He runs in tears. And then at the restoration, which we call the church of Peter's primacy, where Jesus had prepared a charcoal fish after his resurrection, and the disciples gather three times. He asks him, do you love me? Do you love me? Tend my lamb, feed my sheep, etc." So was he apostate when he denied Jesus? No, he just denied Jesus. And he ran away, but he came back. So that's, you know, I think I've done answering it unless you push back on me or ask further questions. But I don't think anyone can tell you an apostate cannot come back to faith. If you look at that second death passage, there are people that live in an evil, wicked way. And perhaps, not to get too off in the weeds, maybe they're under Satan's influence and how evil they are and ensconced their own sin. They don't want Christ. Is that person apostate? Or unsaved. I don't care which word you use. I do take a deference with the fact that you cannot come back. I don't think there's any so-called unpardonable sin. We've talked about that before, what that is, because if a person blasphemes and disbelieves in the Spirit of God, he in fact is disbelieving in Christ. So that's why it's unpardonable, because you can't you can't say, I don't believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins to be saved. That's right. basically what that verse is saying. Right. If you don't believe in a Trinitarian Godhead, your salvation is at best very confused if you're saved at all. You have to embrace the Trinitarian Godhead. So, have I said enough? <laughs> That's always a question, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, 10 minutes. Are we, are we out of time yet? We're not out of time yet. Maybe going back to the most simplest concept of all that you said is, if all of the power, if all of the ability to be saved rests in the Godhead, then how could it ever be impossible for someone mm-hmm. to... Right? Because then we're saying something's impossible for God. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. I would just rather lean it's too on... too simple. No, 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 it's not too <laughs> simple. Fair. No, it's not too simple. I, I would rather lean on the fact that I do nothing to earn my salvation. Ergo, what can I do to lose my salvation? Yeah. My salvation is secured by the personal work of Christ. John 10, 10, no one takes them out of my hand. I and the Father are one. He gives them to me. They're in my hand. Nobody takes them out of my hand. And then I've had people say, well, you could take yourself out of his hand. I go, no, that no one's comprehensive to me. Right. You think you're stronger and more able than God the Father? Now, if a person doesn't want to believe, that's up to them. Right. I mean, God's not forcing faith upon you. Right. But if a person truly trusts in Christ and Christ alone, if they're five or 50 and they walk away and live, quote, an apostate life, disbelieving, and come back, I think they were always saved there is the possibility they never truly embraced the gospel the first time. Yeah. And we have to acknowledge that. Yeah. All right. If you've got a question, text us, call us, email us. We'd love to hear from you. Ask Dr. E is part of the Michael Easley in Context Ministry. You can find more shows and biblical resources at our website. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonomorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain.